Hello and welcome to The Download. I'm your host, Dave Richardson, and I'm joined today by Sarah Riapel, uh, who is responsible for the various portfolio solutions that are offered by RBC Global Asset Management. Sarah, welcome back. Always great to have you here. Great. Thanks for having me. So, so Sarah, we had, uh, we had your colleague Stu Kenwell on, on Tuesday, and, uh, on, on Tuesday, and we were talking about, uh, that you got together with your colleagues from around the world for, uh, the RBC Investment Strategy Committee meetings last week, and you had some interesting discussions. Uh, uh, Stu shared his perspective on, on what he took out of the meetings and, and some of the things that you and your colleagues were talking about. Uh, what were some of your big takeaways from your, your discussions last week? Sure, thanks. Here's hoping that uh, we have a consistent message uh, from what <laughs> Stu told you yesterday that, uh, or on Tuesday. So, I mean, I would say that we have similar themes that we've talked about over the last few quarters, um, you know, looking at vaccine rollout and the, the timing of when that might happen. Um, you know, looking at the economy, the economic backdrop is pointing to sort of early cycle. The outlook has uh, more good than bad, bad from an economic standpoint, so that's good. We have very easy financial conditions, lots of stimulus in the system, lots of liquidity, and so that's supporting markets as well. I think some of the key discussion points that we had were the timing of, of the vaccine, as I mentioned. Also, inflation um, is, is something that we're watching closely. Uh, and then the potential for, for value to outperform growth as a style over, over the coming quarters, because we've seen some initial signs of that over the last few months, and that, sh that would be a significant shift if we thought start, start to see value uh, outperform. Um, I would say equity valuations are elevated, um, but we expect earnings to improve over the coming 12 months, and we think that's going to be supportive of equity. So we still prefer equities over bonds in the asset mix. Um, even despite the, the, the low level of bond yields, we still think that there's, um, you know, bonds still have a, a place in a portfolio as a stabilizer and as a diversifier, so it's still important to maintain those bond allocations. But on a tactical basis, we prefer stocks over bonds. Yeah, and, and that, uh, that, that is pretty consistent with what, uh, with, with what Stu had to say in the, uh, oh, thank in, goodness. <laughs> in the previous slide. Yeah, it's good. Uh, I, I think one of the, uh, one of the main objectives of having a, uh, an investment strategy committee is having everyone walk away with a, a pretty consistent theme on how you want to move forward. So that's, uh, so they're a check mark for, uh, for, for Dan Chornis, who sits at the top of that committee. And, uh, and then of course, uh, of, of course you, who's such a critical part of that team. But uh, one of the things I, I wanted to specifically touch on today, uh, because you, uh, you're, you're fairly active on social media, your LinkedIn uh, profile is, uh, is, is, in my view, a must, uh, a must read for Canadian investors. And so I wanted to profile a, a piece that you just recently posted uh, about, uh, you know, the, 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 change, the, the way you need to, to, to continue to evolve your thinking around portfolio construction as an investor. So could, could you give us a, a, a synopsis of, of what you talk about in the, in the LinkedIn post? Sure. I think that's the key theme there is that the, that constant evolution is a must uh, when you're looking at your financial plans and looking at your, your investment strategies. Uh, you know, every, the environment changes, so you can't rely on something you set five years ago is not necessarily going to be the, the best way to position your portfolio going forward. Uh, the key point right now is the low level of interest rates and the fact that you're not going to get the same returns out of the bond portion of your portfolios as you may have had in the past. And also, we've had strong returns out of both equities and bonds over the last several years. And so, um, you know, the expectations for those asset classes may not be as high as they have that we've been able to experience over the last few years. And so you have to sort of moderate your return expectations. 
and then make adjustments to the asset mix in the portfolios to um, reflect what we think the future outlook is. Um, so some of the things that you could do there is, you know, diversify outside of Canada, out, you do more allocate, um, diversification or allocation to more global markets. Um, re revisit your allocation to equities. So in a low interest rate environment where you're not going to get as much out of bonds, then you might want to consider increasing your equity weight, which is something that we did within the portfolios uh, last summer. Um, you can find uh, income in equities. If you look at the, the difference in dividend yields relative to bond yields, there's some benefit in, in seeking income from the equity side of the portfolios. Um, what else? Uh, look for alternatives to fixed income. So traditional fixed income um, may not generate the returns that we have seen in the past. So look for alternatives to, to, to those strategies. And so, you know, add some uncorrelated asset classes. Some examples for us could be real estate or, um, or liquid alternatives type fixed income strategies. Um, and then the key point, though, is what I said earlier, is I think you, you need to continue to hold bonds in a portfolio. Just because yeah. we're at low interest rates and we have we might have um, different ex return expectations for bonds doesn't mean you abandon them completely. They still offer stability. They still offer the benefit of diversification. They still offer liquidity, and they still offer income. And so these are all key reasons why you want to continue to um, hold bonds in the portfolio, but you might want to consider diversifying within fixed income to other types of fixed income strategies, not just government bonds, but consider incorporating investment-grade corporates, high-yield, emerging market bonds, and, and other strategies like that. Yeah, and, and we we talked a lot about this uh, over the, the the last couple of years on on this podcast uh, around fixed income diversification, and where and and for, for whatever reason on on the stock side of people's portfolio, the equity side, uh, pe people have been more comfortable uh, and and seem to follow the idea of diversification at least geographically in their stock portfolio. And, and have even gone beyond that in terms of sector and, and style diversification as well. But on the fixed income side, we, we see a lot of Canadians sticking with a, a more traditional way of thinking about the, the, the bond portion of their portfolio. And, you, you know, as you're suggesting, it's so important that, that investors, particularly where we're headed, and, and, and to our, a fair argument where we've been, you, you need to have that similar thinking around diversification in the fixed income portion of your portfolio. Is, is, is that right, Sarah? Yeah, absolutely. So the concept of diversification applies everywhere um, within the, the portfolio at the asset class level, within the asset classes, so within equities, as you mentioned, the equity regions, and then within fixed income, so the different types of strategies that you can invest in within fixed income outside of just government bonds. Yeah, and, and, and Sarah, not to uh, – I, I, I think uh, you obviously know I have a bias – so I think that everything you do is is, is pretty great, but this uh, this piece I think is uh, as I said is a must read. Uh, anyone who's uh, who's listening to this podcast, uh, it's it's really a nice in depth piece on the way you need to think about managing your portfolio uh, in today's world and the world that's coming. So Sarah, thanks uh, thanks for thanks for that piece and sharing that piece with everyone, and uh, thanks for uh, for coming on the podcast today. Yeah, for sure. Anytime. Thanks.